Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Presley working from the first base side of the rubber. He was on the mound when the Astros clinched the ALCS. But that sweep against the Yankees. Mancini playing behind the runner at first. He goes, and the pitch is lifted to right by Cassianos. Long run for Tucker over toward the line and foul territory. Makes the catch, and the Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. For the second time in six years, the Astros are baseball's best. Thank you, thank you for that. I did not actually hear that until just then. Thank you very much. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers. And as Raymond, I just heard Raymond say, the world champion, the reigning world champion, Houston Astros, simulcast on stadium, 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706 on this glorious Monday morning. Glorious because the Astros won. Glorious because hopefully some people around the country will will um, understand how wrong they've been about that whole narrative. And glorious because I've got now at least one season and maybe more of stress-free fandom on the baseball side when it comes to the Houston Astros. Obviously, the Saints, you know, like to provide their own stress to me. But from an Astro perspective, I'm looking at, you know, the first hammock season was great. You know, it was your first time ever win it all. And that first hammock season is great. But after everything, the Astros, all the success and yet all the, eh, if we could have just done this and this done that and all the, you know, the the false narrative, the the ridiculousness things that people have said and done and since uh, in the last couple of years, um, it, it, this hammock season is going to feel, I, I, I think, maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment, but I think even better than the first hammock season. I mean, this is going to be tremendous. Look, you know, I saw an article that essentially said this is the best six-year run since the Yankees of the 50s in Major League Baseball. The best six-year run since the 50s. And again, even then, you could argue it's better than that because back in the 50s, you went right to the World Series, so you didn't have to win one or two playoff series just to get to the World Series like you do now. So you you could easily argue that the Astros achieved more, and and it was more difficult to achieve what they've done in this series, in this uh, run, in this six-year run. And, and when you when you look at what they had to overcome, with all the um, misguided hatred and all that, uh, you know, they found a way for that to fuel them. And, and I, I don't think any team, I don't think any team could have done that. I don't. I don't think it's as easy as they made it look over the last couple of years. I, I think it's it's tremendous what they've done. I mean, it, it's they've um, they've created a situation where 
They don't go out and buy titles like the Punks, like the Yankees did for years, and the Yankees don't do that as much anymore, like the Punks try to do and some of these other teams try to do. They don't always go out and make a bunch of trades, and there's nothing wrong with trades at the deadline, and they make a few modest trades here or there, but they they don't like, that. you know, in this era of, you know, all the people that hate analytics, like it came out, we were just discussing it off the air, it came out um, since over the weekend that, the, the Cubs and the Astros had made this deal in principle to bring Wilson Contreras, big offensive catcher, to the Astros. And Dusty didn't want any part of that. Dusty didn't want a high-priced free agent who he felt like he owed it, he needed to get at bats to. He, the leader of the team was Candy. It's also come out that Candy was dealing with a broken hand and some other injuries. Uh, that he played with the whole second half to try to get to the point of winning this world title. And um, he chose defense. He chose leadership. He chose chemistry. He did that at first base. He stuck with Yuli. When most of us were like, man, this cat can't hit at all. He's having a terrible year. And what are we going to do with Yuli? Well, Dusty didn't blink. He's like, we're going to play him. We're going to play him. And they did. And it all worked out in a World Series. I, You know, I, you know me. I, I'm nervous all the way. And I, I wish they could have scored some new, some more runs to make my life easier. I was like, we're sitting there down one nothing Saturday night. I'm like, you're not going to do this, are you? Please don't lose one to nothing. I mean, you got a chance to win the World Series. You have to score. And man, what a what a what a great relief when uh what a great relief when El Pedro finally ended what was a 42 homerless at bat streak with that three run homer which was tremendous and then um and then you get an RBI single for a little insurance run from Christian Vasquez. So just tremendous. And it's just an entire season of just, uh, it's going to be the sweetest hammock season. I mean, it, it, it's going to be tremendous. And again, you know, they've got some moves to make, and we'll worry about that later. They, they've got six free agents, but none of them are critical, really. They're set up for success next year. But again, it's just... What a hammock season we're, we're about to go into as, as an Astro fan, and it's, it, it's, it's just tremendous. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. How you doing, Kevin? Well, you know, from an Astro standpoint, it, it just it, it, it can't be any better than it is right now. And from a Saints standpoint, we'll see. I mean, they, they win tonight. I still like their chances, but they got to they win tonight. And the NFL cheated them for next week. So, But first, can't worry about getting cheated for next week. Got to get it done tonight. Right. Well, I just wanted to say congratulations on the Astros. But uh, I wanted to just say something from a historical perspective. Because as you know, you know, I'm kind of like a, I guess you could call me a semi-baseball uh, historian. And uh, I've been following baseball since about 1968. So what's that now? We're up to uh, 54 years. And I don't know if a lot of people realize it or not, but in all those years, 
And even knowing a lot about the history of baseball, going back, my grandpa used to talk to me about Honus Wagner and Ty Cobb. He was born like in the 1890s and stuff. So I've got a pretty good perspective. In all of those years, I, I, I could make a, a pretty good argument that this Astro pitching staff, if you go 1 through 10 or 1 through 12, is probably the most consistently deep, good pitching staff that I've ever seen. Or maybe that's than anybody's ever had. It, 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 is, oh. it is incredible. Because I mean, I think, think about people it. People realize how yeah. good for over that many different pitchers, how good they've been. No, this, this, I mean, this pitching staff was the best they, they've ever had. No question. I mean, they just set the all-time record, I think, for ERA in a, in a, in a postseason by, um, by a bullpen. Because a lot of teams have, you know, two or three dominant starters, and they might have a couple really good relievers. But for consistency throughout the whole staff, I, I would like somebody to come up with a better one. I, I don't see how you could. And well, you know, I'm not, it'd be I mean, difficult, I yes. It's like the Astros, but I'm a lifetime Cardinals fan. But, I mean, I got to just be honest and call it the way I see it. And that, to me, that's, I don't know. It's just kind of like a historical uh, season. Like we were talking about yesterday, it's so good. You don't even know if you want to spend the money it's going to take to resign Berland. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I know they like Verlander and he likes them, but he's probably going to want thirty something million over two years. You know, two years, thirty something million a year. And when you have all this young pitching that doesn't cost you anything, I don't know if you can right. really do that. I don't. I, I don't know that they will. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. And at some point, you're going to have to pay some of those guys. Yes. And and if you're going to shell out that kind of money, you could maybe use it to uh, hopefully improve your uh, hitting slide. You know, you try and get one or two guys that you figure could really help your lineup. No, they need that, help uh, with the lineup, no question. And and uh, and, and, and I think they'll 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 get it somewhat. And again, if you keep it, stresses me out. But if you keep pitching this well, well, then you don't need the greatest lineup of all time because the Astros really weren't that good of a well, hit right, team. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, you know. But I mean, I, I was just saying, if you're going to spend like spend a, a, another thirty something million, and you got all the young pitchers, you know, that is it like you said? Is it going to be worth it to uh, re-sign him, even though you like him? I mean, I guess. They ought to make some money off of winning the World Series, so maybe the owner will just say for a few years, I'll just sign everybody. Uh, you know, that's not – they're more worried about chemistry than being like, doing what the punks do and try to buy a title. They really don't try to do that. And, they, you know, they, their, their payroll is not – it's not down. It's pretty high. But, but they don't try to buy titles. And, and uh, they're more worried about chemistry. And so – I kind of think Dusty is going to be back because I think he want, he thinks they can win another one. But we'll see. What is, what is that payroll like in the top third, top four? Oh, it's it's top ten at least. I mean, I, it's probably top like three. I don't I don't know. I haven't looked, but I I, I would well, guess would like top third. If yeah, I, top I, I would guess like five, six, seven, something like that. But I I you know I I haven't really looked. But it's not like top yeah. two or three, no. But I just wanted to throw that out because I don't know if a lot of people realize how good their pitching is. It was tremendous. You know, throughout the whole staff. And they lost their pitching coach. He left after last season. 
that they had through this whole run, and they and his assistant moved up, and then you could argue they did even better. So it's just tremendous. Yeah, that's that, uh, who is that guy? Uh, Josh Miller. He was just the assistant to Strom, and Strom left, and uh, at first everybody thought he was going to retire, but he went back home and went to Arizona and improved their pitching staff, and uh, and Miller did fantastic. Yeah, he turned uh, that one guy in the – what's his name? That one that I told you the Cardinals did in that Ozuna trade. He's become a pretty good, darn good pitcher oh, he, now. He's, he's, he's the best pitcher that most yeah, people – Yeah, he must be a, a really good pitching coach. You can't just believe that's all coincidence, yeah. you know? I agree. So, But – all right. Well, I just wanted to throw that out there. See if anybody can come up with a better pitching staff, one through ten or one through twelve. I don't even know how many it is, but it's probably nowadays at least twelve. When you throw in all the relievers, they use. yeah, it, no, but, it, uh, it, 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 it's an impressive run. All right. Hopefully, we win tonight. Take care. All right. Bye bye. No, it's I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, I, I, I'm I can tell you this. I'm not gonna stress out about it one way or the other. <laughs> Just not. I mean, you know, at this point, if you – the only thing that doesn't – at this point, you have to just trust them. I mean, it's just that simple. You have to trust that what they're doing. I mean, look what they've done. And, again, it's not – we're talking about just the last six years. But the year – you know, seven years ago, they didn't make the playoffs, but that's just because they had a medicine season. But, but they had a winning season. And the year before that – they were just one or two bullpen arms away from, from beating the Royals, who won it all that year. Like, they had the Royals beat. They just, what did they, I forget the lead. It was like 5-2 to two or 6-2 to two or something, and the bullpen just, they couldn't hold it. I think it was the eighth inning, and they just completely fell apart. They just didn't have quite enough bullpen arms. But uh, if they had one or two more bullpen arms, they'd have won that year, too. They had the Royals beat. Um. And so it's really been a, a tremendous, really eight-year run for this franchise after, you know, being kind of down in the dumps there for a while. And it is, uh, it's just tremendous. I mean, I, I don't worry about words like dynasty. I just know that's a lot of happy days I've had in the last seven years, uh, eight years, because uh, of the Astros. And also want to say we we had a, a close friend of ours, a guy named Frank Ellis, who was on our. Um, I've been on an Astro chat group for years and years with and with some Astro fan friends. And, and he, he died, was it in May? I don't remember the exact date. But I remember I was on the air and got the message from his daughter that, that he had passed away the night before. And I was, like, on the air trying to talk, and I get this message that he died. It was like, oh. And um, he was a huge Astro fan. We, we didn't always agree. We did a lot of arguing, but that's all part of the – of a chat group, we, you know, kind of some ways, you know, look at baseball a little differently or looked at players differently. But he, he was a lifelong Astro fan, and it, it, it's tremendous that um, they wanted this year. He kind of sent out a text they wanted for Frank. And so that was um, – I wish he'd have been here to see it, but um, it, was, it was still nice that they wanted that year. And when we went to the memorial service, his family had – going to an Astro game and kind of put his jersey in a seat while that they sat at. It was kind of cool. It was a great, great, great picture. So glad they won it for Frank. We'll take a, a timeout, come back. Again, open phone lines. It's a Monday. Talk about the World Series. 
You could talk about LSU's great win over Alabama. We'll get to that. The only thing that wasn't glorious is it was glorious for McNeese. They got a win as the Cajuns looked like it was going to be glorious. Up 17 to nothing over the division leader and lost 23-17. So apologies. I know it's not a glorious weekend if you're just a Cajun fan, but if you're an Astro fan or an LSU fan or a McNeese fan or you know, and there's plenty of high school football. I don't know if we'll get to it today, but the brackets were released yesterday. I'm sure we'll have, make some comments. But if you have questions on any of that, certainly feel free to call the game hotline. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. The game hotline, 706 0111 706 0111. Want to remind you tonight or this afternoon, crunch time. Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from Twin Peaks on Johnson Street from 4 to 6 to get you ready for Saints versus Ravens, Monday Night Football tonight. Critical, critical, critical game. Wouldn't have been important no matter which way you look at it. But it wouldn't have been quite as critical if the if the uh, medicine season Rams would have got a win. Boy, they having a medicine season. Not a, not a surprise. They were the poster child for a medicine season. Um, got a punk head coach, and you know you're in the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. So I mean, there, there's there's really I don't hold it against them. They had no chance but to have a medicine. Season. They had no choice. I mean, the only way to to avoid it is you gotta be you gotta you gotta have a you gotta have a Bill Belichick, and even Bill Belichick had the medicine season. Uh, but think about that. Even Belichick did. You you got to have the most incredible, um, incredibly grounded head coach. And, and when you're in L.A. And, and you have a coach like the Punks have, I mean, well, not the Punk, the Rams have, you just now, – now, Dave Roberts is nothing like uh, McVay, but, but it's, just, it's just too difficult. In 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 a market like that, especially with a head coach like that, to avoid a medicine season. So, I mean, again, the Rams were the all-time poster child for that. But, um, but if they'd have won, it wouldn't have been as big. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I, obviously, as a Saints fans, you wish the Yucks would have lost. They wanted the buzzer yesterday over the Rams. Uh, I don't know that they're playing at any higher of a level than they were last week or the week before. But they got to win, and. Um, but you got to win tonight, and, and I don't know. I, it's not going to be easy. The Saints really, really, really struggle uh, with mobile quarterbacks, and they're playing the most co- mobile quarterback maybe of all time tonight. So it's not going to be easy, but they just need to get a win. But, again, all of those matchups and, and more, I'm sure there will be plenty of talk about LSU's great victory over Alabama and the World Series, et cetera. Uh, you can uh, – Go to Twin Peaks on Johnson from 4 to 6. Crunch time. Get you ready for Saints-Ravens tonight. All right. Um, 
Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, it was It was a hectic Saturday. It was covering the Cajuns. Uh, Cajuns played at four. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm in the postgame press conference, and it's, you know, in the first inning, second inning, third inning. I think I got to start watching it. Bottom of the fourth, maybe. I don't remember exactly. I think it was maybe the bottom of the fourth. It was nothing, nothing at the time. So even though I missed over a third of the game, I uh, not a whole lot had happened up until that point. And so, it, you know, that was, um, it, you know, the, 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 it was from a fascinating standpoint, there was the idea that, From a fascinating standpoint, from a X's and O standpoint, it was interesting because I missed a lot of it. But it, reading some of the commentary, when he pitched against them in Game Two, he threw mostly curveballs. Talking about Framber, and you know, I've always said, it, in in some ways, it's an advantage to lose the first matchup when you face again because the the team that won is in a little bit of a pickle in that. Do you do the same thing that won? Do you mess with success? A lot of people don't want to mess with success. But if you do the same thing, you figure the other team is going to make the adjustment. But if you change too much, then are you just kind of handing over an advantage that you have? And so he threw more fastballs the second time after throwing mostly curveballs the first time. It didn't work in that one swing to Schwarber, but it kind of worked most of the other times. So it's kind of interesting the way that 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 worked out. Um so no, it was just it was fascinating the way that worked out. And again, no one cares about the details. All that matters is that you won. But uh it was interesting the way that 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 it did, what they the strategy that they used there. And man, the bullpen. I was so excited. Hector Neris came in in the seventh and that was uh, that was the best other than El Pedro Grande's home run. Uh, three-run homer. The best part of the game was to watch Hector Neris go out there and just sh- shut him down, just throw strike, 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 strike. Um, that was tremendous. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. How's it going? Good morning. I know you're having a glorious morning, you know, so I'm not going to run any parade. I definitely call to say congrats. As a friend, I'm happy for you, CBP, you Astro fans, that I know y'all won the big one. You know, as a Yankee fan, I'm not happy that your Astros won, but I'm I happy that y'all won. I understand. That's fair. Thank you. Now, it's appreciated. Now, can, now can y'all do like the Rams move in the back of the line so the Yankees win next year? No. Can y'all share the wealth? Oh, I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, that could happen, but but I, I don't think the Astros are going to – They're you know, they. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series. No one's repeated in quite a while, but – uh, but I don't think they're going to fall to the back of the line. No, I think there's well, too much I mean, pitching for that. I mean, I mean, it's just our turn, though. But, I mean, y'all got y'all, too. Come on now. Y'all got to share winning understand now, it's you know? never the Yankees' turn. <laughs> well, for look, we got a big game tonight, man. Let's just hope we win. I'm going to enjoy, like I told Han, I hope everybody enjoyed that we have a happy foot. We're not sure how long it's going to be before we don't have a happy foot. So we got to enjoy well, it might foot. It might end tonight, depending on what happens in that game. Yeah, yeah, let's just hope we get a happy foot tomorrow too, yes, right? Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm all for it. Uh, Thank you. Have a good one, foot. Take care. All right. No, that that would be tremendous to get a win. Um 
you know, the str- you know, yesterday was relatively stress-free, able to relish the Astros' victory Saturday night. And, again, I'll be relishing that for over a year and maybe two years, and really for the rest of my life. But, but I'm talking about really relishing it. Um, uh, but, again, from a football perspective, the, I, no Astros yesterday, no Saints. No, not even Broncos. Even the Broncos were off in our household yesterday. So I was able to uh, be relatively stress-free yesterday. I needed that, but it begins again tonight. I mean, tonight's just a humongous game. Of course, I'm going to be distracted again because the Cajun men and women are open basketball season tonight. The women start at 5 o'clock doubleheader at the Cajun Dome. The women are playing Houston. The men are playing Sam Houston. I'm um, Sam Houston. Centenary. Um, and... The Saints are playing the Ravens with the season on the line, you could argue. So it's just, you know, going to be high stress, going to try to, you know, multitask. We'll see how good I am at that. Tried to get the Astros on my phone Saturday night, could never do it. Maybe, maybe Hannah can help me get the Saints on my phone tonight. We'll see if that happens. They tried to talk me through it in, in, I kept looking for the little button that says click this to, to get the the video, and it, it, I never could find that little button that says click this to get the video. It never came up on my phone. They gave me the password. I put the password in. Never saw the little button that say click this to get the video. So hopefully we can figure that out tonight. Of course, I, the beginning of it, I'm probably going to be at a press conference again. It's just sometimes work just really gets in the way. Just really, really gets in the way. But that's life. That's the way it goes. Um. So, and again, uh, I know uh, we mentioned it on Friday's show that what a tremendous, there's going to be all kinds of fans in our area and our region that are LSU fans and Astro fans. And I made the comment that for many of them, that this Saturday had to be the chance, had a chance to be like the best sports day of their lives. Think about it. For some people that are older than me or my age or even a little younger than me, that's a lot of sports days. If you're a lifelong sports fan, that's a lot of sports days. And I don't know, if you're an Astro fan, if you're a lifelong Astro fan, a lifelong LSU fan, it'd be pretty hard to argue with winning the World Series and beating Alabama at home for a change. Uh, doesn't rank like about uh, number one in all the sports days of your whole life. So, and I know that's not everybody. A lot of people out there are not LSU fans, but there are a whole lot that are. And and a lot of LSU fans are not Astro fans, but there are a whole lot that are. And so it's um that it was and that was had to be a tremendous night for them. Tremendous night. Um, and so. You know, I said, I said, was it last week or the week before? It was get, it was starting to get pretty obvious that LSU was playing at a pretty high level, and Alabama was not playing at a tremendously high level. And that to say that they're not going to beat Alabama, I mean, I understand that at the beginning of the year, but about three or four weeks ago, it became pretty obvious that was not an all that was not an L. They could win. I just, I got to tell you. I um I the result was all was awesome. 
I do not like the play call. Just glad it worked. I mean, again, if that was the Saints and and they went for two and, and, and they ran that play, I would not be happy. <laughs> but I'd be, I love the result. I, I think that's a high-risk play. I mean, you could have complete the pass and him still not get in the end zone. Oh, man, there was a lot that could have went wrong on that play. But you love the result. Um, you love the result. And it was, um, you know, anytime Tucktail loses, you love it. And in that fashion, you love it even more. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Again, two hours open phone lines. The game hotline is 706-0111 on the other side. We'll be back on the game. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. We want to be one of the first people to see the new movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever, a private viewing at the Celebrity Theaters in Broussard on November the 10th, which is Thursday. Uh, this is what you need to do. Text Panther to 283-8100. Text Panther to 337-283-8100. And you might win those free passes for a private viewing of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Thank you to Celebrity Theaters, Sherman Insurance, and The Game. Again, The Game Hotline, 706-0111, 706-0111. There were lots of people to be happy for after the World Series win, and most people were really happy for Dusty, and you could tell he was very excited. Obviously, we don't know his future is going to be. When they interviewed him after the game, he said, well, I was, I've was i been saying if I win one, why not go for two? I think he really enjoys the process. I think he really enjoys this team. I don't know if he's going to come back or not, but I kind of feel like he will. Just guessing. I have no idea. But I kind of feel – I kind of expect Dusty to be back more than Verlander. Maybe they'll both be back. Maybe they'll both be gone. Who knows? But um, it was um, it, it was just tremendous that 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 day won. And you know, a guy like McCullers, who did not have a good outing in the World Series, but is such a part of this whole Astro thing, and just you know wears his emotions on his sleeve, and he just loves the organization. And, just tremendous and, and seeing all the the bullpen guys like Brian Abreu till the end. I, I still can't believe what Brian Abreu did this year. It's just unbelievable what he did. Um and seeing, you know, Dusty stick with candy and it worked. I mean, it's just so much. That that was just tremendous. And so it again, it's just I'm just I just sit there and daydream since it since Saturday night and I'm just going, man, next season's just gonna be so much fun just to sit back no pressure, um, no got to win, got to win. Don't have to got to win because you just won the World Series. You don't got to win. You just won the World Series. So it's just tremendous. So much stress over the next year just left. Just tre- just tremendous. And, of course, even though she was very happy that we won, she was like baseball. Michelle was like baseball season is over. That's, that's, 
It's tremendous. All right. It's time. It was time. I agree. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. What a glorious Monday morning, Kevin Foot. Yes, it is glorious. Kevin, I can't remember in my fandom ever being so just in 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 the clouds. I mean, it's just it's incredible. And then if the it's Saints win Kevin. tonight, you'll even you'll even oh. be in a higher cloud. Kevin, uh, Kevin uh, if the Saints win tonight. Uh, I'm gonna go get me one of them one point something billion dollar lottery tickets that I never buy that I always say I'm gonna win, but I don't think you can win if you don't buy, but I might go uh go get me one. Look, nobody won, huh? Do you know Kel? I I don't really follow it too closely, but I heard somebody told me at the store they were all in line buying tickets and I said, Man, uh, nobody won? No one point two something billion, so if the Saints win tonight, I might, I might buy me one before they draw in Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not sure when. But anyway, let's get cut to the chase, Kevin. Let's just say this. Kevin, they did, the Astros, win exactly like they won all season, Kevin. It, it's incredible. You know, you kept saying, you can't. I didn't think it would happen. I was wrong, but I'm so glad I was wrong. But I, I was like, you can't keep trying to win three to one and three to two and four. I mean, they just. And listen, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking you because I kept saying the same thing. I've never seen a team win exactly like they won all season long. I mean, that's just a script they followed, and they never, ever went. But, but. I've never seen a, a, a bullpen like that in the postseason. I never in my life have seen, it, it, you know, those guys that he ran out there. Man, yeah, that, your that, boy Brayu, your boy Brayu. <laughs> I can't believe it. I still he, can't believe it. What he did, I can't yeah, believe it. Me either. He's a machine. He's a machine. When I tell you, my wife said, "Man, he's short. He even looks the part. He looks scary." I said, "Exactly." When he gets on that mound. He's, he's humongous. He's, he's, he's a monster. Monster. He's no okay, longer a mental midget. Okay. Now, LSU, now, you know, I'm not quite on the stress train because, I mean, it just amps it up a little bit. Because then, you know, then but you yeah, thinking, but it's Lanyop. I mean, you have to be realistic. What were your hopes I, I, in the I preseason? Know, I know, but you know how Everything else is gravy now. Everything You, know Everything, you beat We're, Alabama. You're you're in the talk for the national championship. Then, this now, is all gravy. Now you start thinking, I can't. Maybe you start thinking, oh, we can't let it go. No, we can get to the SEC championship. And I mean, 10 wins. And, now, you know, all that baloney about the college football playoff. I don't even talk about that, but. Ten wins, you can get to the SEC championship unprecedented. And, you know, you got to go to Arkansas at 11 o'clock, and they just got beat by Liberty, and you just beat Alabama. Oh, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to be nervous, right? That's a recipe for disaster. The only good thing is, Kevin, their defense is terrible, man. Arkansas' defense is horrific. You might be able I to mean, run the ball on them. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I mean, make I think it easy. Basically, do whatever yeah. you want offensively. That's that's what makes me feel a little better. And boy, LSU's defense has just been playing just solid. I mean, they're not super anything, you know. But I think this guy they got this house, uh, this coordinator. I just think the staff that he has, that Kelly has, is I think it's a great a great staff. Uh, you know, 
apparently, obviously, they are really, really uh, good coaches because from where they started to where they are now is, uh, and that, you know, that's a sign to me of a great staff. All right, Kevin, I just want to touch base, man, and say, you know, like I said, this Saturday night, this might be my greatest, that might have been my greatest day of fandom. Oh, and again, ever, you're not LSU. alone. You're as not alone. As a 50-plus year LSU and Astro fan, I can't remember a much better day. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> you're All right, right. Hey, hey, go say, if win, hey, Kevin, lottery ticket, you, you know, you'll be on my list of people I'll, I'll, I'll be able to help out. If I win one-point-two-something <laughs> billion, you know, I'll definitely drop you. We can upsize a happy meal. We can upsize a happy meal. I'll be lighting my fireplace with a hundred dollar bill. You know, something pay off your car or whatever. You know? All right, Kevin. I'll Thanks, talk to you Manny. Later, man. <laughs> if Manny wins the lottery, we can upsize a happy meal at the McDonald's in Kaplan for sure. Hello. We're, hey, good morning, game. Kevin. Good morning. How you doing, sir? Oh, just tremendous! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm 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 go ahead and congratulate you on on uh, on the victory over the weekend. I know it was great. Uh, I know it sucked that it was at the same time that the LSU game was on, so you probably was flipping back and forth. Oh, it was all <laughs> World Series. I mean, look, there's Saints, Astros, and everything else is way beneath it. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, LSU, man, congratulations to those guys. They played a hell of a game uh, on Saturday. I watched the whole game, uh, and, and kudos to the coaching staff and the players because they had to go out on the field and actually execute, and, and they've been doing that the past few games, and, and, and you can see the confidence is there. The uh, And I think I think with, with understanding of the offense, you, you, your confidence grows. You know, when you know what you, when you know what you're supposed to do and nobody has to tell you, that's where the confidence comes from. And I kind of see it in this guy, Daniels. And uh, he, he he's growing and he's getting better every single game. Yeah, he, he uh, is. He, I, I was wrong about him. He has been tremendous. I think, I think, man, I, I you know, maybe it's too early, but I think his name has to kind of be mentioned in the Heisman, in the Heisman list up to this point because I think some of the guys that have been on that list kind of – Kind of took a, a, a nosedive this past weekend, and I know Ohio State had a you know a nasty game against Northwestern. North it was wet and nasty, and those guys ended up winning the game. But you know, just just the way uh, the competition that he's that he's facing, and and the fact that it's his first year in that system, and you know, if they make it all the way to the SEC championship and, and make it to the college football playoffs, man, I think you got to put him in in the list for the Heisman. Uh, and that, that's just my take. And you know, maybe he he doesn't have all the numbers that all the other players got have, but I tell you what, he he's leading that team, and uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, he definitely is I, doing I, that. Yes, I would say I think one of the main contributors to LSU success this year is that they've been able to run the ball. And I think since that guy Emory came back, and and him and Williams, they've been able to run the ball pretty effectively. Uh, and, and it's, it's keeping it's keeping defenses off balance, not allowing them just to, you know, just play the pass or, or stack the box against the run. And so, uh, you know, it bodes well. I think the, uh, you know, they have to get past Arkansas, and they got a few more games that they have to kind of take care of. But you know, it's all in front of them now. So, you know, it's, it's they're in the driver's seat. As for, as for tonight, the game, 
uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, the game tonight, the Saints against the Ravens, I think I'm going to give the edge to our defense. The fact that we, we're strong on the defensive end front uh, bodes well for that read option. Uh, if they could, if they can kind of keep Lamar contained inside of that tackle box when he does decide to run, uh, we'll be in good shape. Uh, well, I, you know, here's what I'm hoping. Good, I, supposedly, P.J. Williams is coming back tonight. I, I don't know that 100%, but I heard I saw some talk about that. Again, he, he will help in that process if he does. Jay Williams? P.J. Williams. Oh, okay, okay. Ah, he he's been he's been a he. I, I think if PJ Williams plays in the debacle in the, the desert, could have gone differently. They 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 were just missing. They were too disorganized and inexperienced in the back on the the night of the debacle in the desert. I think it would have been a little different if he'd have been there. So I'm hoping he comes yeah. back like they're saying, and right. that he can help. I think he'll definitely help on the back end as far as the, the deep safety, and then you could drop Marcus May in the box, which is really, really going to help with Marcus May being in the box with Lamar Jackson being able to run. Uh, Mark Andrews not playing, possibly. He's doubtful. That would so be tremendous help for the Saints, yes. It is a help, but at the same time, that other guy likely has – he's like – from Coastal, Man, he's he good. Like yeah. He's no, even, he's he's even bigger than, than Mark Andrews. Oh, he's talented. Oh, he's taller, yeah. you know. He's so, talented. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, but I think I think we could. Uh, we're up for the challenge. I think we could, you know, get out of there with a win. Well, Lamar, them, Lamar hadn't, played, hadn't played a game in the Superdome, so uh, and and it's going to be a challenge for him with with communication. So, hopefully we'll so. Hopefully so. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you very much. Always. Take care. No, I mean, I don't, you know, it's time for, I don't think the Saints are a good home team. I think all that dome stuff's been overrated for a long, long time. But it's important for this team to start playing well at home. So hopefully, um, hopefully they can do that tonight. And it would be, it'd be a, a great trend to start to, you know, they, they had a good home game against, win against the Raiders. Hopefully that can happen again. And they just got to figure out a way to tackle them. I, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. But they got to figure out a way to tackle them and not get beat. Can't give up too many big plays by ignoring the pass game while trying to tackle Jackson. So we'll see if they can do that. It's just got to win the turnover battle. Take a timeout. We'll be back. Finish out the first hour next on the game. Welcome back. To footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you, we have an opening at Delta Media. If you would, if you are looking for a career change and have any type of tell experience from retail to telemarketing, anything in between, Delta Media wants to hear from you. Email your resume to sales director Johnette Cochran at J Cochran. That's J C O C H R A N at DeltaMediaCorp.com or call eight nine six. 1600 call 896-1600 all right again it's a busy monday got lots to talk about we've talked a lot about the world series obviously we've been covering astro games for years now here and and it, it i mean what a what a great move to do so because it's like the glory years of the astro organization and it's been tremendous and we won the world series lsu had a great win over over Alabama, um, 
We mentioned that McNeese won. If if, if the Cajuns would have just not squandered a 17 to nothing lead against Sunbelt West Division leading Troy, you know, it would just be all up to the Saints and it would be one of the great weekends ever around here for for a majority of the fans around here. It just didn't quite work out that way for the Cajuns. And we'll be talking more about if you have any thoughts on that, certainly feel free to call in the next hour. But we'll um talk with with Cody tomorrow and try to you know it, it was um I wrote a column yesterday about that in the advocate the advocate.com and it was it's amazing it was like I, the way I put it was it was a study in the power of momentum I mean it was how one or two plays can just totally change a game more than halfway through it was it was remarkable in a lot of ways um you know, how one team could look so bad for two and a half quarters and the other team looked so much better for two and a half quarters and then for the last quarter and a half, it'd just be a complete about face. Just crazy. Any thoughts you have on any of that? Another hour to follow on the game. We'll be back. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. On the game. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline 706 706-0111 on this glorious Monday morning. Talked a lot about the World Series. Certainly, you want to talk about LSU, the Saints game tonight against the Ravens. Anything to do with the World Series or the less pleasant news, the Cajuns lost to Troy. McNeese got a win over the weekend. For those of you... Um, Listening on 104.1 Lake Charles uh, certainly always feels good to get a win. All of that is good. So um, any of that is certainly up for discussion. And, again, the game hotline is 706-0111. Uh, high school football brackets were were released yesterday. If you have any comments on that, certainly feel free to do it. Kind of a, I was kind of catching up. Just looking specifically at this week's schedule, you know, obviously a lot of the teams that we talk about the most that are like powerhouses in our area, a lot of the the teams that that we cover and do the games for this week are not playing. You know, St. Thomas More got a bye. Um, Karen Crow got a bye. Southside got a bye. And so a lot, you know, um, we don't do them here, but uh, LCA got a buy and Notre Dame got a buy. So a lot of the teams that we talk a lot about or that have a lot of fans and that we actually do the games for here, for me and Catholics, another one in the area got a buy, obviously, as the number one seed overall in the um, Division Four select bracket. So a lot of excitement, but a lot of the main teams that you figure out, that you figure have a really good chance, won't be playing this week. And, and, and you know, you, you, you're just going to have to wait. And remember, we talked with Coach Corville a couple of weeks about the, ago about this. 
Karen Crow didn't play last week either. They had a bye week. And now they're going to be off for two weeks. And then they're going to be playing. Then there's a chance they're going to be playing Acadiana. Having not played in two weeks. Now, Acadiana first has to beat Riverdale. I don't know much about Riverdale. They're three and seven. Um, I'm seeing. So that that's something to know about them. And that's who Acadiana hosts uh, on Friday. So the one, you know, you can hear the Acadiana game right here on a sister station, Me TV FM 97.7 FM 13.30 AM or on your mobile app, which I hope you've down, you know, gotten taken care of by now. But um, so for Karen Crow, that's a tricky situation. You don't play for two weeks. So and 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 then and then your first playoff game could be a rematch of your last game. I mean, that you won, that you lost by one point. And so it's um kind of tricky. Kind of tricky. So we'll see how that that is. There's several intriguing matchups. Rain, 26 seed, will play Church Point. I got a chance to cover the Church Point Iota game on Friday night. Thank you for all the people at Iota who were gracious and helped me um, have a spot in the press box and cover the game. Appreciate it very much. And um, it was a, it was an interesting game in that, you know, Church Point had won 31 straight regular season games. So you could certainly argue it was time for them to pay the Piper. And did they pay it? Uh, the Piper was very angry at Church Point Friday night. Church Point had six turnovers. They lost, They fumbled the ball six times. They lost five of them and threw an interception and turned it over on downs twice, one inside the 10-yard line. So they, I mean, it was just for them, from their perspective, it was a nightmare game. From Iota's perspective, they did what they had to do to win. I mean, they came out and threw the ball very effectively. Like, they were moving the ball up and down the field. I was very impressed with how Iota's receivers ran after they caught the ball. Very impressed with their sophomore quarterback. And, you know, their defense gave up a ton of yards, but they also made a ton of big plays. They stopped Church Point on critical third downs, uh, you know, a handful of times. And, of course, you know, Church Point wasn't fumbling on purpose. I mean, obviously, Iota had to play a role with some of those fumbles. So, um, now, a couple of them were mishandled, snaps. That that definitely did happen. But a couple of them were actually forced by Iota as well. So, um, Church Point streak is in. And because of that, they're the seventh seed, and they will play Rain, the 26th seed. Another matchup that I think could be interesting is Eunice is the 18th seed, and they will make the fairly short trip to Erath. So you got Eunice at Erath on Friday night. And Eunice, you know, a couple weeks ago had a loss, and a lot of people were like, eh, but then they bounced back with a really nice win, and they've been playing, running it, and passing it pretty well. So uh, Erath had, has had some tremendous wins. They they um, This past weekend, they had a great comeback win at Donaldsonville where they were down by – 18 nothing or something. I forget exactly the score, but they were down by a lot early. And they came back and won, and, and um, Christian Pilette had a game-winning pick six after catching for over 100 yards and two touchdowns as a receiver as well. So congratulations to him and the Bobcats. A really nice season 
by Erath. So that's going to be an interesting game. Again, I mentioned the Cadianas at home. Cinchin Episcopal. You know, early on, they were losing a lot of games. Losing a lot of games. And I started out, I think it was 0-4, 0-5. And they ended up winning the district title in such fine fashion with a win over Franklinton. Peyton Woodring, who we've talked about a few times before, how good of a kicking game they have, kicked a 60-yard field goal. A 60-yard field goal, if you're wanting to know why. Georgia was interested in him. You don't. You need not wonder anymore. Of course, you shouldn't have been wondering anyway because he's really, really good. He also kicked a 49-yard field goal. Um, meanwhile, there are other teams that, you know, like the Saints, their kicker can't make 30-something-yard field goals indoors with no win, and the Cajuns just continue to struggle with the kicking. I just – I've been accused of being too hard on kickers, and I guess that could be accurate. I just think that if you kick – and you reach in a, it's making 30 yard field goals should not be that difficult. I, I just, I'm sorry. Maybe our friend, Mr. Delahousie, who has called and talked about kickers before the old kicker had, can, can, from rain, can call and discuss that again. I just, look, I mean, you're not going to make everyone, but you shouldn't miss as often as, as I, as I should not see this many missed field goals every year. And I'm not talking about the high school level. I'm talking about once you get to become a Division One kicker and an NFL kicker, you shouldn't miss as many kicks as the Saints and the Cajuns have missed this year. You just shouldn't. I'm sorry. You just should not. It's not that difficult. Um, but it just continues to happen. And really, it's been a problem for the Cajuns for, since Brett Bear left. They've had like one good, what I would call a good kicking season since Brett Bear left. It, it, it shouldn't be that difficult. And for longtime Cajun fans, I'm talking going back to the 70s, this used to be PKU. From Septian to Rivetto to Spear to Cunningham to Broussard to LeMoyne, you know, all, you know, there's and most recently Brett Baird, they've had it's been over spanning decades, some really good kickers. Um some really good kickers. But um, and it it just it's been it's been a struggle and it continues to be a struggle. Billy Coach Napier struggled the whole time he was here. Could never find a kicker. Had to go for it a lot because he had no confidence in his kicker. Now they've made a couple big kits along the way, but just no consistency and way too many misses. Um, you know, look, a guy like Peyton Woodring, who's the kicker at Ascension who, like I said, just, just on Friday made a 60-yard field goal and a 49-yard field goal, and no one was surprised. I mean, that's the thing about it. Peyton's so good that no one is surprised if he makes a 59 or a 60-yard field goal because everybody who followed him you know, from, from Ascension Episcopal knows he has that ability. They've seen him do it uh, in practice or scrimmages or whatever. So, yeah, not a surprise. And I don't expect – anybody to be that good, but there's a there's a huge gulf between making a 30-yard field goal or a 25-yard. Like, the, the Cajuns missed a 25-yard field goal. That's inexcusable. Should never miss 25-yard field goals unless somehow they get blocked. Unless the weather's just so bad that you just, 
I mean, if you're playing in like what Ohio, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. What Ohio State was playing in, you know, that's one thing. But if the weather's pretty good, I, 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 that's just, it's just, I'm sorry, it's just ridiculous. Every once in a while, yeah, maybe, but nah, it's just way too many missed kicks. Anyway, I have a pet peeve about field goal kick. I just think it's very important. I think it's overlooked way too often, and I think it should be the kick should kicks. Makeable kicks under like forty yards should be made at a way higher percentage of the time. But anyway, I'll uh, I'll move on. Um, again, the game hotline seven zero six zero one 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 seven zero six zero one one one. I hit on some of the highlights, but if anyone um, has any specific schools or brackets that they would like to talk to, certainly feel free to call the game hotline. But I, I wrote it down of the teams that. You know, Lafayette Parish and the parishes that immediately surround Lafayette Parish. We've got, uh, here are the home games Friday night. Well, I'm saying Friday. I don't. I think all of these people are going to play Friday. If you know of a Thursday game, please. Um, like one of the potential conflicts is Westgate and South, I mean, uh, Southside and St. Martinville. Southside got a bye. And so that shouldn't be a problem. Um, Opelousas and OC. Opelousas is the three seed in its bracket, so they got to buy. And so OC can play at home. So we got home games for Westgate, Iota. Northwest at Iota is another um, two teams from the KDN area from the same district playing one another. Uh, Cecilia's at home. St. Martinville's at home. We already mentioned Church Point and Erath. Lauraville's at home. Generette's at home. And I mentioned Acadiana Catholic High of New Iberia is at home. Opelousas Catholic at home and Ascension Episcopal at home. So if you just like high school football or a fan of any of those schools, you won't have to wait an extra week like so many of the, the top-ranked teams in our area do that, that got buys. Um, so, again, high school football is certainly on the table, a little more than it normally would be on a Monday because it's the playoffs. It's, it, it, it's important. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin, so in less than one season, Brian Kelly has turned LSU from a joke into the West leading champions, potentially going to Atlanta to play the East champion. And I don't think anybody in their wildest dreams could have predicted that this would have happened the way that it just did. Well, not not the way that it did, but I'll say again, I cannot believe that Ed Ogeron is the head coach of the LSU Tigers. I'll just say that again and move on. Still cannot I can see it. how it played out at the time. I didn't love the hire, but he was Louisiana native, and it was a it was a popular hire to a certain degree, especially whenever he started getting it rolling a little bit. Absolutely. Brian Kelly coming in, being known as the guy that couldn't win the big games, was not as crazy of a hire, but it's like, well, he's not a – He's a proven winner, but not in the big games. So for him to turn around a, a team that didn't have anybody, and it, what he works his magic on, team cohesion, offensive line play, you've watched that develop in less than a season. Absolutely. But again, what you thought would take three seasons. I agree, but, but and, and, and the, when they first hired him, the first thing I said is offensive line play is going to get better. I mean, and, and, and it has within the year. But again, go back into these supposed big games that he lost. How many of them did he have the better team? How many? 
Did he have the better team in any of them? I'd say none of them, and I watched him beat us in a bowl game that I thought we would have smoked him in. Exactly. When we had Leonard Fournette. Exactly. So I, I think that's an unfair criticism. I do too, but at the same time, you can see how that criticism comes about. It, it's just when I'm I'm a diehard fan, but I look at it with open eyes on almost everything. So whenever he got hired, I'm like, I don't love the hire, I don't hate the hire. I'll just wait and see what happens. And I am pleasantly surprised and loving it that it's just coming together so fast. And you, and you are not alone, so enjoy the moment, absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Again, I don't get nearly – I'm not one that just loves to heap praise on a coach that wins a game when he's got more talent. You know, Bum Phillips used to say all the time, the great coaches can beat you with his and then take yours and still beat you. That's what a great coach is. I think there's not nearly as many great coaches as we think. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, take more of your phone calls, open phone lines on this outstanding, glorious, beautiful Monday morning. Looking forward to... Saints, Ravens tonight with some confidence, but not a, an overwhelming amount of confidence. Kind of looking at it with our through our fingers, the holes in our fingers with two hands, and hopefully it can be the mo- one of the most glorious weekends ever if the Saints can win. We'll see. We'll talk about that and more when we come back on the game. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Oh, pleasure, cruise. Pleasure Cruise. Now, a sports career where things seemingly came easy as the player was surrounded by the best players, the best coaches, and caught all the breaks. Also known as Tom Brady's career. Now, back to the man with his very own language, Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnote. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. The game hotline, 706-0111, 706-0111. We talked a little high school football. I think if I count it right, we've got 20 teams going to be playing Friday night, maybe one of them or two on Thursday that I'm not aware of yet, but 20 teams playing the first round of playoffs and seven area teams have buys. So we got uh, quite a few teams, and we'll see how many wins we get that first week uh, of the high school football playoffs. Again, we talked a lot about the World Series. Any thoughts that you have on that, certainly feel free. Saints, play the Ravens tonight. Uh, If the Saints win, I haven't looked at the standings, but I'm pretty sure they will be tied for first place because the, um, the Yucks did get a win yesterday. The um, the Chargers had me worried yesterday. I got to tell you, they had they did not. Chargers are not playing at a high level right now, but they did just enough. Got a last second field goal to beat the Falcons, so that was tremendous. Um, and uh, man, the Hornets—they got their faces crushed. Like 
you know, Mixon had this incredible game. Very thankful that I was not playing the person who had Joe Mixon in our fantasy in my fantasy league yesterday because that would not have gone well. But um, uh, you know, the Bengals beat the Saints, and the Saints were pretty shorthanded in that game. And and, and Mixon did okay, but he he wasn't tremendous in that game. The the, the Saints. You know, I think if I think if that's day one plays at corner, I think the Saints win that game. But, but man, and and the and the the Arnold's defense is especially their rush defense is normally not that bad. Like their defense, the last few weeks has been terrible, terrible. Uh, and it was man, they got their just faces crushed yesterday. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. I can say congratulations to your Astros, Kevin. Thank you, sir. Congratulations to, uh, to the Astros and Dusty Baker. Congratulations. And congratulations to the LSU Tigers for all you LSU fans. I'm very happy for y'all. I just hope the Astros can score enough runs next year. That's all I hope. Oh, next year don't matter. Really next year, next, thanks. Ne- next year is a hammock year. Come on now. I'm, I, y'all think I'm joking about that. Y- y'all think I'm joking about that. Um, not joking. I, again, will I watch and listen? Of course I will. But it's just, it's next year, it's kind of like you watch an NFL preseason game. You, you watch it because you're interested in the teams. You want to see what players are doing what, and you want your team to do well and be successful and all of that. But the, that, that ugh, it's just not there in a hammock season. That um, um, angst or I don't know how to exactly describe like you gotta win or you just you just you just can't live without not winning. That in a hammock season, that's just not there. You you have the crown. When the crown's on your head, how uh, can you be? And the crown's on your head. So no, it, it's gonna be a hammock season. And um, I mean uh. It's. I'm not going to sweat the details next year. There is no sweating the details when you when you when you have the crown on your head. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello, Kevin. Yes, sir. Well, uh, the Astros uh, pulled it out in spite of losing four of six to the Dead Sox um, during the season. Uh, I think, uh, once again, uh, analytics came into play when they took Wheeler out. I know that's what they say Thompson had done all year and blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have done it. Put the left on the left when Alvarez hits lefties just as well. You don't take that guy out. I agree. I agree. But your season. I agree. But 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 Jules, left on left is not analytics. They were doing that in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Left on left is not a new thing. But 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 you. But again, analytics should. What's different, Kevin, is back then they wouldn't have taken Jim Palmer out or Tom Seaver out. Right, but but even in a left on left. But the problem is guys throwing a a, a two hitter. And hasn't been in any trouble all night long. Now, he had first and third, but he had one out. And uh, he was breaking bats left and right. But again, analytics should have told him that, that El Perro is gr- is the best hitter in baseball of all left-handers against left-handers. So analytics should have bailed him out. 
but he but they 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 didn't read them. It's just you know they. It's like they were saying uh, during the on the broadcast. This was already pre-planned when they saw what was going to be happening in the sixth inning. That it was possible the pitcher might have to face what two out of three left-handers with uh, Alvarez and Tucker. It's, it's just you, you don't take the guy out. I agree. When I agree. He's not, I thought that was stupid. I you agree. know, in seventy pitches. I agree. Please. I agree. I think you're totally Kevin, correct. Today. NCAA basketball starts. See, my my calendar works out perfect. When the World Series ends, college basketball begins, and when the Final Four ends in early April, MLB is getting underway. That's true. So I that's just my, wish it opened that's my tomorrow. Whole calendar sports year. I understand. That's all I watch. Those two sports. I just wish it started tomorrow because the Saints play tonight. But oh well, everything's not perfect. <laughs> well. Well, I don't know when uh, uh, UL plays. Tonight. LSU doesn't play until Wednesday. But uh, anyway, that's uh, something good. And, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, LSU pulled it out. I never thought uh, at, at no point during the game that I really think LSU was going to end up winning the game because I've been watching this since the early 60s. Them try to beat Alabama. And, you know, Alabama would come back. And if Nick hadn't been chasing two-point conversions, uh, that field goal to tie the game would have been to win the game. So, chasing two point conversions early is 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 a bad way of doing things, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and uh, my Nick, last Nick Saban thing, would have never done with, that. He's too smart. He'd have never done I, that. I think with uh, Bum, it was he can take urine and beat his, and yeah, and he can take his and and beat urine. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> what a what a line. Yes. All right. Thank we'll, you. Uh, we'll watch the Mariners win the pennant next year. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, is yeah. right. Yes. Thank you, then sir. In, then in the Baltimore Beach Boys. <laughs> hey, one thing. Yes. I saw uh, some of that Arizona Fall League All-Star game yesterday. Oh, man. Pitch timer. Uh, no shifting. Big bases. It was beautiful. <laughs> and nobody threw over the first. Not that they're gonna normally be thrown over the first in a in an all star game, but, but it was it was nice, man. Boy, the game just moved right along. Bam, 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 bam. So that's one thing I am looking forward to, the pitch timer, because there's a lot of guys who are gonna have to relearn their whole routine coming out of the bolt. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Jules. Right, Kevin. Take care. All right, let's go get one more. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Want to congratulate uh, Houston Astros. Thank you. Uh, Dusty Baker. Um, thank you. <laughs> but, no, Dusty Baker. Um, I'm glad he won it, man. Uh, I didn't know he was the old. I, I thought Jack McKeon. He was a little old, older than Jack, yes. Barely. Um, yeah, it's a long time coming. Now, can we put the rest of the whole 2003 Cubs? You know, all I used to hear is he destroyed Mark Pryor's career. That's all I used to hear about uh, Dusty Baker. Yeah. Um, that home run. What was when you when uh, Alvarez hit that home run? What was your take? I was very relieved, greatly relieved, and very thankful because 
you know, I'd been way. I figured, man, is he going to really go the rest of the? And he's, I figured he was due. I mean, he hadn't had one in forty-two at bats, and he hadn't had a whole lot of good, many good at bats in that forty-two at bat stretch. So he was due. I was glad. Yeah, I know uh, LSU fans are happy, but as soon as Daniels throw two picks next game or whenever, it's going to go right back to the same old thing. So uh, that's that's how it goes with uh, with most of their fans. So, but uh, hey, you know they won the game um, against uh, Nick Saban or against Alabama, and uh, I can't hate on that. But it's it's, it's short lived. <laughs> it's short lived. Look, you have a good one, and uh, hey, what you uh, tonight, man? Um, I think the Saints might win this one. I, I, I sure hope so. I, I think they got a fighting chance. Uh, you know, if, if Andrews doesn't play, that certainly helps. And and Bateman's out, well, so they uh, have their I, own injuries. Well, well, Andrews didn't play against the Bucks on Thursday, and that guy likely had a nice game. He's good. You know? I saw him. I saw him play against the Cajuns, and and some bell play. He's really good. I agree. Um, man, what? Hey, man, pull up. UL was up seventeen zero. Seventeen zero. Missed two field goals. Should have been up 23-0. Yeah, I feel you, but I understand that. But the defense, what's up? You know what I mean? Well, they, they, you know, they lost. They had two. They had two defensive linemen go down in the first quarter, and they just they, according to Coach Dez, they had to play a little different defense than they normally wanted because of that. And um, you know, after shutting them, they. Um, uh, Troy had 99 total yards midway when midway through the third quarter, and and they shut him down for two and a half quarters, and then just could not stop him in the last quarter and a half. It was strange. Medicine season. Oh, there's definitely a medicine season for them. Yes, yes, you're correct. Uh, um, no, but Baker does he retire? I don't think he's gonna, but he might. I don't think he's gonna. I really think he's gonna come back, but we'll see what he does. And let's say he retired. Another thing too, man. Mike Shosha, uh, Mike uh, Shosha. Golly, why can't say it? Mike uh, Shosha. What? Do you see him coming back to uh, manage? Like I keep hearing that the Dodgers might make a move. You know, did you see him? I could see him being hired. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, if he wants to, if I was him, I'd just relax and fade off into the sunset. But, but I could see him getting hired. Yeah, they seem like the old school managers are starting to come yeah. back a little more. I was about to say this. This might. Baker could have, could have fired, you know, a manager like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let me get back in the game, you know. Because to me, man, you know what Dusty Baker career reminded me of? But I think he already has a ring. Like, Davey Johnson, man. I always thought that was a great manager. Like, everywhere, it seemed like everywhere he went, teams win, man. Like, when he uh, when he managed the uh, – did he manage the Nationals? I think the Nationals in the playoffs when he was – Yeah, and, and the Orioles. So, the yeah. Reds. Yep. And the Orioles, yeah. All right, man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, got to take a timeout. We'll come back, take more of your phone calls on the other side on the game hotline. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Z28. Z28. Now, a running back with great speed and start and go ability, like a Chevy Camaro that plays for the New Orleans Saints also known as Alvin Kamara. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back. The Astros World Series victory was certainly some kind 
of wonderful. Welcome back to Footnotes. The game hotline is 706-0111, If you would like to get in, now is a great time. Again, we've talked a little high school football, uh, get you kind of caught up on what the brackets coming out yesterday looked like. We've talked a little bit, not a lot about the Saints and the Ravens World Series, any of that that you'd like to talk about. Certainly feel free to call 706-0111-706-0111. I don't know when Marshawn Lattimore, that's day one, is going to come back, but it, it's it's time. I mean, he really, really, really needs to come back soon. Hopefully he does. Uh, we'll see who else plays tonight. I think there's enough on offense. I, I just, you know me, I, I don't like, I mean, let's just say 40. Let, I mean, obviously, if he goes down and he can't play anymore, the Saints are in big trouble because they don't have any running backs and they haven't had enough running backs on this roster for about you know a year and a half now, in my opinion. But let's just say he just goes out like one or two or three series in a game. Like, what? What are you going to do? You're just going to abandon the running game? You're just going to have to just run Batman? Which is a different kind of running game. I just... So I hope that doesn't come back to bite him tonight. We will see if it does or not. But um, it's just a critical game. You know, I, I, I'm in a good mood right now. The Astros just won the World Series. But Will Lutz better make all his kicks tonight. I mean, it's, that that has got to happen. You're indoors, idiot. Make the kicks. And uh, he needs to just make the kicks. And the, and the other thing that the Saints need to get better at, and look, they have been tremendous on third down and short. Tremendous. Beyond what my expectations were. But for some reason, they've really struggled in the red zone. And, and I, I think it's because... You know, hopefully they can figure out a little better. But again, when you struggle in the red zone, you gotta you gotta make field goals. When you're in the red zone and you struggle, that means you have a short field goal. So you should get points on that drive. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, foot. Switch gears a little bit, which I want to ask you. Remember this conversation we had about a year, year and a half ago when I was telling you about about Tua. Um, I think Tua could be pretty good and stuff. You know, I think he he'll be all right if he stays healthy. He he's he. They gave him some weapons, and he's doing very fine. Now, my question is, what in the world is wrong with the Dolphin defense? They play nothing but 30-30 games. It seems like lately. Yeah, I, yeah. I, was about I to thought say that, their but defense was pretty good, which is the main reason why. I, I mean, Tyreek Hill helped, but the main reason I picked him in the playoffs, I thought their defense was pretty good last year. This year, it's getting torched. Yeah, but uh, you know, like like, but. Uh, speaking of Tua, I like the way he's playing, man. And he, he he's 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 kind of. I people complain about his arms, arm strength, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of that stuff is kind of overrated. Like I told you before, we talk about these quarterbacks. A lot of this stuff is overrated when it comes to arm strength and everything. It's, it's, it's mostly about the your touch and your accuracy and stuff, and you, like hitting those underneath throws that you wanted our quarterback to do a lot of. Mm-hmm. And but he, he he does a lot of those things well, man. I just like how. He, how he's coming along and everything, how everybody's been hammering him and everything. Even his own organization didn't believe in him, and now they're starting to believe. So you think they're going to go forward with him and pay him 
pay him the big bucks, then he'll be the guy going forward. If, if they plan on keeping weapons around him, we've already seen what it looks like when you don't have weapons around him. It's hard to be a good quarterback if it's you don't hard. have weapons yeah, around it, 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 It's hard, man. Yeah. So is it the quarterback is, or is it the weapons? Look, like I was telling you about the same thing with the, the other quarterbacks, like, you know, Mahomes and everybody else, Josh Allen and some of these guys. And like I said, you look at them carefully. Look at these guys. All of them are all of them are like the same type of quarterback. You know, they all do the same type of stuff, and none of them really play much under center. And when they do play under center, they don't look too good. You know, so I don't know, man. Like I said, a lot of these quarterbacks are just propped up and everything, and 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 then they just put on a pedestal and stuff, and they're not really that good. They're good. They're I mean, not, they're all overrated. I, 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 There's I, no doubt about that. I don't that. think none of them. I don't think none of them is good as the older generation of quarterbacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we win a different league. It's catered to the passing more and everything, and the rules set up for the quarterback. So, I don't know, man. It's just it's just a shady game we're in right now with these quarterbacks. But I just love what Tua's doing because everybody was really hauling that guy and hammering him. And I kind of believed in him. He, he's done, I think he's he, done he, very he well. He's really done, good he, he's if done. he stays healthy. He's done you well. Know? He's so, taking advantage of the weapons they've given him, and that uh, good to, good for him. I know Charles happy, so Absolutely. as long as two of them keep winning, Charles, uh, I guess Charles stay happy. But I, I would not, I would not be too, I would not be too comfortable if I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm very upset. Like, Defense. why in the world can I stop anyone? Yes, but the Ravens, and we're not Ravens talking about saying, great teams. We're talking about the, the Lions Ravens, uh, and the Bears tonight. They staples for defense, but the defense been terrible, Kevin. Got to take their advantage. Been terrible. You look all over the league and stuff. All these teams that's supposed to be staples of defense. A lot of them been terrible, gotta, you know. Got to take advantage. Just, you can't turn over right the now, I guess. Gotta you know, but you know, Baltimore's known for defense, and their defense give up tons of big plays. We got to take advantage of that. Yes. You know, I mean, they're living off the reputation of the past with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and all these guys being a traditional defensive team. But right now, they're more of a running style, you know, a team and stuff like that, smash-mouth team. But the defense is nowhere near the way it used to be. So we can beat these guys tonight if we control the ball and don't turn the ball over. And make you know, so. Yeah, I mean, we can do it. And Will Love's got to make some kicks. You're right. You know, so I agree with that. I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. This is Dean. Congratulations. Hey. There's an an old school Astro fan. Great to hear from you. old school, I tell you what. Um. The most satisfying thing about it is, uh, to me, it validates 2017. Um, you know, the I watched that, that series with my dad, and he died about two months after. You know, it was the first World Series win, and it was very satisfying. And then to hear him say we cheated was just, uh, well, it ticked me off to the max. Well, it's just, and, it's just uh, a, a fundamental this, lack this, of understanding of the game. Well, after after uh, Saturday's win, people can say what they want about 2017, but it's legit, and uh, they can never take that away, and that's just ultimately satisfying to me, anyway. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm glad you called, and it was it, it's been a tremendous six, really eight year run, and uh, I'm just very grateful. Yeah. I hasn't I haven't followed it as closely since since my dad passed, but uh, you know, go Astros and uh, it's a great day. Appreciate it. Thank you for the call, sir. Great All hearing right. from you. Take care. Mm-hmm. You Bye-bye. know, since since he brought that up, I, I just now that we're you know 
what, five or six years removed from that 2017 season. Go back and look at what everyone has done from the Yankees to the Punks to the Astros and anyone else since then. So if you believe the narrative that and what many people out there believe is that the Astros had this huge advantage over everyone, this huge advantage over everyone, and they cheated. Again, you can quote-unquote cheat by breaking the rules, which they did, as well as many other teams. But that doesn't mean you have an advantage. See, that's the thing that people just don't understand. Now that we're five years fast forward and the Astros just won the World Series, go back and look. Is it First of all, if the Astros had this huge advantage, do you really believe do you really believe that the Yankees and the Punks that year were that much better? They were that much better than the Astros. Like, they were so much better than the Astros that the Astros could cheat when they're not cheating. The Astros could know what's coming when they didn't know it was coming. But they were so much better than the Astros that the Astros beat the Yankees, what, 3-2 to two and 2-1? Two to one? Like, they beat the Yankees... With pitching and defense at Minute Maid Park, like three to two and two to one. But they knew what was coming and the Yankees didn't. And the Yankees were like miles ahead of the better than the Astros that year. Way better. But the only reason Astros won is because they knew what was coming and the Yankees didn't. If you really believe that, has any what has happened since 2017 that makes you think that the Yankees were like significantly better than the Astros? What has happened? Since then, that makes you think that. What has happened since 2017 with the Punks and their lack of success in the playoffs for considering how many regular season games they win every year? What has happened since 2017 that makes you think that they were so much better than the Astros in 20, like way better than the Astros, that the Astros could know what was coming? And have this humongous advantage because they were cheating and the game it went seven games. Like, either you believe that those teams were way better than the Astros, like John Curtis Mamu. Because if for the if the Astros had this big advantage, then why did they why did they lose three games? If the Astros had this huge advantage over the Yankees because they cheated and the other teams weren't. How is it that they won like three to two and two to one? What? Well, it can't be both. Cannot be both. But the reason why that is is because it was. Yes, did they cheat? Did they break the rules? Yes. Did they get caught? Yes. Did they do it in a stupid way? Yes. Did they pay the piper? Did they get paid the penalty for it? Yes. Did they? Um, have this huge advantage? No. That's the point that everyone's missing. Because the only way that they could have had a huge advantage, or any kind of an advantage, really, is if the other teams were way better than them. Because the Astros barely beat them. So what has happened since 2017 that tells you that the Yankees are way better than the Astros? That the Punks are way better than the Astros. What has happened? Go back and look. 
How big of an advantage could they have had? What has happened since then that tells you that those teams were way better than the Astros? The Astros just cheated to make up that huge gap. It's just no logic to it. The, the whole narrative is completely bogus. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show. On the game. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you again to go to the game clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. You could win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse, a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen, or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. Can't win if you don't sign up today, so do so today. Again, Jules brought up the fact that college basketball is starting for the Cajuns here locally. That means tonight, 5 o'clock, Cajun Dome. Cajun women against Houston. About 7.30-ish or so, the men will take on Centenary. So it will be a um, same time that the that the Saints see me. I would have preferred to, if I'm the Cajuns, I'm UL, I'd prefer to not fight Monday Night Football with the Saints and play that game on Tuesday. Now, I know I'm saying that for selfish reasons, but I'm also saying it for attendance-wise. I mean, I don't know how many people won't go to the Cajun game because the Saints are playing, but I'm sure there'll be quite a few. And if the Saints, if you, uh, if the Saints were not playing tonight, if the Saints played yesterday, I'm sure there are quite a few uh, Saints fans slash Cajun fans that might have gone to the Cajun home to watch the game tonight if the Saints were not playing on Monday night. Um, football, but again, it's just a calendar issue. And, and uh, you know, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I mean, just inconvenient, stressful, but we'll get through it. Uh, and we'll see. Again, I, I, I think it's going to be a fascinating year for the Cajun men and women's basketball. Uh, we'll be, t- you know, we're just starting that process. Of, uh, you know, we'll start looking at them probably a little sooner unless the football season turns around. Uh, than we normally than we have in the last you know four or five years, but um, we'll see how all that plays out. So again, it could be tomorrow, it could be hopefully the end of what is one of the great sports weekends in the history of South Louisiana. Uh, no. For South Louisiana fans, anyway, we'll see. Got to make field goals. Got to play defense. Got to score in the red zone. Got to win the turnover battle. We'll see what happens. Y'all have a nice day.